0: Is strong. Now, before I do that, I want to quickly uh, try and correct some uh, erroneous belief among people. You know, every time there is a global crisis, every time you have issues around the world, people ordinarily want to turn to religion and they want to pay more attention to religious people and see if the faith we have been claiming Uh, our religion that we have been professing in good times, if it can provide solution to the problems, you know, that comes up in hard times, or if there are answers, if we have answers to all the questions in the world. And so, right now, the attention of people is towards um, religious people, like Christians in particular. And so, if we do not have proper understanding of our faith, and if we're not able to answer them in these difficult times, and then we don't have or we don't stand a chance to convince them in good times. So someone say, what is God doing about all this problem? What is God doing? If, if God cares for mankind, if God cares for humanity, how come God is not helping us? How come, you know, God is not intervening right now. We're praying God should just do something about this mess. Now, the truth is this. Listen to me. The truth is that God has done everything he needs to do for mankind. God has done the ultimate that he should do for mankind. God's greatest answer to man's problem was given over 2,000 years ago. And that is Jesus Christ. So, for God so loved the world, he already gave Jesus Christ to solve the problem of the world. And so, God already responded to the yearnings or to the cry of humanity through the person of Jesus. So what we now need to do as a people of faith is to maximize or utilize our stand with God through Jesus. All right. But that does not mean that because we have Jesus or because God has given Jesus that all the problems of this world will just vanish away. Now let me show you something this morning from the book of Romans chapter number five. Let's study it together. Romans chapter number 5. Now, this uh, global pandemic actually makes this particular text I want to read to you come very, very much alive. Let me read Romans chapter number 5. Then we'll start from um, verse 13. Please pick up your Bible and let us study together. Now, it says, therefore, I'm reading from the New King James translation. It said, therefore, just as true one, one man sin entered the world, and death through sin and thus death spread to all man because all sin. so therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world. Now, I want to relate this scripture to the pandemic right now in the world. Now, scientists, researchers in the world, they are trying to identify the source of this particular coronavirus. And they have traced it to Wuhan, where the city where it actually started from. And they realize that it emanated from the animal farm or the animal poultry, or at the animal slaughter, where these people kill, you know, animals that ordinarily people should not eat, like bats, snake, rats, and so they have, you know, a slaughterhouse where these unhealthy animals are killed, and then when they kill these animals, they don't cook them. They eat them raw. And so, one man, I believe, it started with one man who actually killed maybe a bat or a rat that has this deadly virus because most times, these animals, you know, they are carriers of death. They are carriers of deadly diseases. For instance, we know that Lassa fever comes through rats. Every time these rats, you know, uh, maybe they pee on on our food or we come in contact with their excreta, with their droppings, man contracts that Lassa fever and it kills man. And so there are things that can survive in the system of these animals that cannot survive or that man cannot live with. There are things these animals can live with that man cannot live with. And so just the same way we contract Lassa fever from rats. And so this coronavirus was gotten maybe from rats or from bats or from a snake. One man Alright? One man decided to be crazy. One man decided to eat something that is not so healthy. He ate it. And from him this virus began to spread to all other people. And right now the nations of the world is in trouble because of one man's sin. Now of course this is actually now this particular test is about Adam who through his disobedience to God's instruction has brought death to all of mankind. So what did God do? God solved the universal problem by giving us Jesus Christ. And so all the problems we now face in the world today, the crisis and this present challenge that we're dealing with in the world today, is still following the pattern of man's rebellion to God's guideline. One man rebelled against dietary principle. That a man should maybe normally cook his food before eating it. But one man decided to violate that guideline and he has brought the world, on our knees right now. And so you see, God is not to blame for the problem of the world. God is not to blame. We are to blame. We are responsible for the mess that we get ourselves into. All right, So we are not to blame God. But God, in his infinite mercy, has given us Jesus Christ. He has given us Jesus Christ. So God is not to blame. So in a time like this, we need to even appreciate God more, all right? Appreciate His love, appreciate His grace more, and not blame Him for our mess. Hallelujah. And so, God is not to blame. The man who brought this virus upon humanity is to blame for this. And I'm sure that by the grace of the Almighty God, a vaccine will be produced very soon, and that will bring a uh, cure to all of mankind. But for people of faith, for the followers of Jesus Christ, we already have healing and health guaranteed through Jesus Christ. But for the whole of humanity, there is need for vaccine because even the knowledge of medicine, the knowledge of vaccine, all of this knowledge of science comes from God. Bible says in Jesus Christ dwells all treasure of knowledge and wisdom. All right. So the knowledge of medicine of every other thing comes from Jesus Christ. In him dwells all this treasure of knowledge and wisdom and in his mercy he will cause the scientists to come up with a cure as quickly as possible so that hopefully we can get back to our lives hallelujah but let's look at what we need to do right now as a people because this crisis has actually messed up with different areas of our lives all right it is it has brought you know multiple challenges multiple difficulties all right Some people have planned before to get married this year. Maybe they are thinking of putting it on hold until God knows when. Businesses are shattered. You know, finances, economy, everything in turmoil. So what do we need to do in trying time? We have to be strong. Now, Jesus Christ never promised us a life full of roses. He said to us already before he left the earth that in this world there will be tribulation. Jesus already said that. That there will be tribulation in this world. But he says to share up. I've overcome the world. And before Jesus Christ left the earth. He said I won't leave you as orphans on the earth. Because I know you have trying times. I know there will be difficulties. I know that times like this will come. Storms like this will come. I know. So I'm not going to leave you without comfort. No. I'm going to give you a comforter. Someone who will stand with you, who will abide with you. Someone that can strengthen you in the storm of life. Someone that can guide, that will help you navigate through the crisis of life. And that person is the precious Holy Spirit. And he's on earth today and he's going to help us to be strong. He's going to help us to have victory. He's going to help us to stand tall in this trying time. Again, please note, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, all eyes are on you. Unbelievers are looking at you. They want to see if you are going to show weakness. They want to see if you are going to cry and lose hope like the unbelievers in this world. This is the time for the sons and daughters of God to show the substance of which they are made of. All right? While others are weeping, while others are giving up, they are in the towel because of hopelessness. This is the time for us to prove to them that our source, our strength is beyond this present world. All right? So as darkness cover the earth and deep darkness, the people will make bold to see. Because the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. That this is our season of shining. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Please turn with me into the book of Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. Then I will read verse number 10. Please pick up your Bible and let us read God's word and be encouraged this morning. Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 10. Now it says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the of his might. Now, all through the scripture from Genesis down to Revelation, you will see God at different times coming to inspire and to encourage his people because God is a comforter. He knows that regularly we need to be strengthened and inspired. All right? Every time God raises a people, God calls a man, and God wants the man to accomplish something, and the man is faced with trials and difficulties. God knows that the man needs strength, so he will come with words of encouragement. Again and again, God said to his servant Joshua, Be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Jesus Christ, while he was here on earth, often he would say to his disciples, Peace to you. Fear not. Fear not peace to you, fear, not because he knows that in the world we're living right now, so many things are trying to weaken us, are trying to make us lose our minds and lose our focus and begin to think like unbelievers. So he says, be strong. Right? Be strong. Take courage. Now, for us as followers of Jesus Christ, we are not a people who are holding on to straws. You know, I am not a motivational speaker. I'm not trying to motivate you this morning because even motivational speech cannot, in these trying times, cannot uphold or sustain anyone. We need real substance, and so the Bible is not telling us just to be strong in ourselves. It says, "Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." He says, "Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." Even in other words. Is telling you to lean on God's supply. To lean on God's resource. To lean on God's ability. Because if you look at your strength, if you look at your own resource, you may have exhausted it. Alright? If you look at your provision, it may be down and out. And so we're not looking at our strength. We're not looking at our capacity. We're not looking at our reserve. We are drawing strength from that everlasting, inexhaustible resource of heaven. That's where we are drawing our strength from. So he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let me read this text to you from the Amplifier Version. Let's look at it from the Amplified Version. Now it says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. Wow, this is amazing. Draw your strength from him. Now, this is what you need to know. The strength of the Lord is constant. God's strength is constant. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. The same God you know before this pandemic is the same God who is on the throne right now. His strength is unchanging, his strength does not diminish, his resource does not diminish. So he says, Be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him. Draw strength, draw your strength from him. That strength which is boundless might provides, that strength which is boundless might provides. So that's the strength you and I need to draw from in this trying time. If you look at the economy of the world, your heart will fail. If you listen to global news, your heart will fail. It will seem as though there is no tomorrow. If you look at your own life and the happenings around, you, it will seem as though the world is going to end. All right? Now, Jesus Christ told us, I love this Jesus, there is nothing that is happening on earth today that Jesus did not warn us about. He gave us heads up about everything that we are seeing in the world today. Jesus already told us that these things will happen. But he says to us, Fear not. What the heart of men failed them for fear? He says, You don't be afraid, these things are bound to happen. Alright? All these things are bound to happen, but you are going to be strong. Relying on my strength, relying on the resource that I provide. All right. So I want to encourage you, sir. Take your eyes off the challenges around you. Because the more you pay attention to this news, to these events, your heart will sink. All right. Depression will overwhelm your heart. Like multitude around you are overwhelmed with depression. Worries. They are thinking about tomorrow. Alright? Oh, the bills are piling up. We know. The bills are piling up. It seems as though there will not be next year. Jesus Christ wants you and I to take our eyes off these things and draw strength from him. Hallelujah. I'll come back to this text later. But let's see something. First Corinthians chapter number 10 verse 13. First Corinthians, chapter 10, verse number 13. First Corinthians, chapter 10, verse number 13. It's a popular text. Hallelujah. Now, I'm reading from the New King James Translation. It says, no temptation has overtaken you as such as is common to man. Okay, let's look at this. Now, for your heart to be strengthened, all right? You need to understand, first and foremost, that whatever it is that uh, you are dealing with right now, okay? It is not peculiar to you, all right? Let's say right now that uh, your job is strengthening. Your means, not your source, because God is your source. Let's say now that your means of livelihood is threatening your job. Maybe you are not, even. some of you, it's possible that you have lost your job, right? They have asked you to stay back at home. And so you are thinking, oh, what is happening to me? You know, there seems to be uncertainty. Now listen, first and foremost, understand that it is not peculiar to you. There are millions around the world today. All right, who have lost their jobs already? Millions in the United States of America alone. I listened to the news last night, and I and I was stunned to hear that over 20 million people have lost their jobs already. All right, and so if your job is stressing, you are not alone. It's not peculiar to you. This has happened to millions. Now, imagine big hotels, hotels all around the world who have shut down for months now. Now imagine the resources they are losing. Imagine the staff. So you are not alone. If your job is stressing, if your means of livelihood is stressing, you are not alone. All right? So this is common to millions around the world. Okay? So if maybe your, your marital goal is also suspended indefinitely. You are not alone. Maybe you are separated from your spouse or from your family. You are not alone. There are people who traveled. Alright, hoping to get back the following day and suddenly the government of their nation or of their state announced a lockdown. So somehow they have been kept away, they have been separated from their loved ones. You are not alone. This is common to millions around the world. Okay, maybe now right now as an employer of labor, as an entrepreneur, you have spent your capital. You are not alone. This is common to millions around the world. All right. Maybe your rents are piling up and then somebody's asking you to pay. Whereas you have not worked. You are not alone. This is common to millions. So first and foremost, all right, take solace knowing that whatever challenge that you are dealing with right now, it is not peculiar to you. So don't own that problem, okay? Don't own it. We all have our issues. Every single one of us, please listen, even this pastor talking to you, all right? We are all, in one way or the other, feeling the effects of this lockdown and of this pandemic. Let's say you even have the money. You have all the money in the world, but you cannot, you cannot really enjoy the money now. You can't travel. Also. So we are all locked down. We are all shut in. All right? But you see, if we begin to mourn and cry and weep over this situation, it will make it worse. So what do we do? We are going to be strong. All right, so he says, No temptation has overtaken you except salt that is common to man. But this is what distinguishes people of faith from unbelievers. He says, But God is faithful. Hallelujah! Glory to God. He says, But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. In the midst of the temptation, he will make the way of escape that you may be able to be it. So, you see what God does. When we we face common challenges, all right? When we face a situation that is common to all, we have a support system. Hallelujah. (laughs) For the unbelievers, they have to deal with life's problem on their own. And that is why, oftentimes, they throw in the towel. They commit suicide. They are frustrated because they cannot draw strength apart from themselves. But for the believers, wow, we are never alone. We don't deal with the issues of life on our own. We have a support system, a reliable, fail-proof support system. He says, "God is faithful. He will never allow us to be tempted beyond that which we can bear." He says, in the midst of the temptation, in the midst of the trial, he will make a way of escape for us. So please listen to me. Don't worry about the bills you are going to pay this month or next month. God, your support system, your faithful father, the one who empowers you, he will see you through. He will come through for you. Hallelujah. He will make a way of escape. He will make a way of escape. So, be strong. Take courage. Knowing that the Lord himself, he will sustain you. He will make a difference between you and the non-believers. Let me read to you Joshua chapter number 1 verse 9. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Whoosh. I not commanded you. Be strong. And of good courage. Do not be afraid. Nor be dismayed. For the Lord. Your God. He is with you. Wherever you go. I have commanded you. Be strong. And be of good courage. Don't be afraid. Unbelievers are afraid. There is uncertainty in the air. But for you, he says, Do not be afraid. I've commanded you be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. Come what may come, sun, come rain. He's with you. Now, this is our difference from the people of the world. The presence of the Lord. This is our support system that will never fail us. Hallelujah. He's with us right now. He will be with us tomorrow. If this lockdown, if this crisis persists for another one year, (laughs) I tell you, our support system will sustain us. He will not fail us. Hallelujah. I am confident in my father. I make my boast in the Lord. He will sustain us. For he has said, he will be with us. So let the unbelievers around you know that though you are in this world, You are not of this world. Do not express fear and hopelessness like them. He says, be strong. Be of good courage. Do not be afraid of tomorrow. Do not be anxious about tomorrow. All right? Do not be anxious of tomorrow. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible tells us if we fail and faint in the days of adversity, he says our strength is little. Do you know what's saint? Anybody can claim faith. Anybody can claim strength in good times. But if you truly want to know people who have strengths, people who have faith, it is in trying times you will know them. And this is the time for us to show to the world the substance of which we are made. This is the time to let them know that though we are this 18 vessel, alright? That we are also made of dust. It is a time for them to know that there is a spirit in us. And the inspiration of the almighty gives us understanding. It is time for us to let the world know that though we have dust, but we are made of divinity. That we carry eternity on the inside of us. And this is our point of difference. So if we faint... In the days of adversity. If we fall into pieces. He says our strength is little. I want to read that this text in the message translation. Proverbs chapter number 24. Verse 10 from the message translation. Proverbs. Hallelujah. 24. Verse number 10. From the message translation. Now he says. If you fall to pieces in crisis. There wasn't much to you in the first place. If you fall to pieces in crisis, listen, in this world, as long as we are here, there will be crisis. But it says, if we fall to crisis, if we fall to pieces in crisis, there isn't much to us in the first place. But you see, listen to me, Saint. there is much to you in the first place. Because the one who is joined to the Lord, all right, when you are joined to Christ, you are joined to divine strength. You are joined to that endless supply, to that boundless resource. Okay? So there is so much to you. And sometimes it is in crisis we get to discover who we truly are. It is in crisis our real essence you know, manifest. Okay? If you want to know a fighter, alright? Someone who's got grit, you will see them when they come under intense pressure. Alright? When they are being knocked down by their opponent, that is when you know a man of grit. Their ability to continue to raise their head again. In those days, one of my favorite wrestlers is Corgan, And this is where I love about Corgan. You know, Okogan shows his greed when his opponent begins to knock him. Alright? He gets to a point where the more you hit at O'Kogan, the stronger he becomes. So when you hit at him, he tells you, bring it on. So it seems that he gets stronger with every knock, with every blow you throw at him. So he's showing to you that, come on, the harder you hit me, the stronger I become. Because somehow his strength comes to bear when it comes under fire. This is the time for us to show to the world that we are stronger than we appear physically. Alright? We prove to them that there is a treasure in this eighteen vessel. We have Christ in us who supply us strength. Hallelujah. So we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mights. Let me read to you second peter chapter 2 verse 9. 2nd Peter chapter number 2 verse 9. 2nd Peter 2 9. It says the Lord He knows how to deliver the righteous out of temptation. The Lord He knows how to deliver the righteous out of temptation. Now the Lord didn't say that He will not allow the righteous to have temptation. You will not allow the righteous to have crisis. No. There, is no. there is no guarantee. Or there is no exemption from crisis. But there is a guarantee of victory. We will face crisis like others. Alright. But he says the Lord he knows how to. You are not to bother yourself with how the Lord will deliver you. How the Lord will sustain you. Yours Is to lean on that everlasting strength. Yours is to be strong in the Lord. But it says the Lord, he knows how to deliver the righteous out of temptation. He will deliver you. Right? He will deliver you out of temptation because that is what he loves to do. He is the Lord, our strengthener. He is the Lord, our comforter. Is the Lord who sustain us in trying times? Hallelujah. So please bear in mind rest, knowing that the Lord will sustain you. Okay, something just came to my mind right now. You know, I started by saying that it is through once man's sin that we have come into this mess, right? It started from China, and so because of the recklessness of one or few people billions of people around the world right now are disorganized. Okay. So I need to say to you, please, if you have lost your job or your job has been threatened, whatever issue it is that you are facing right now, don't blame yourself. All right? Don't say, ah, it's because I didn't save enough. Listen. Now, it's good to save. It's good to prepare for raining days such as this. But you know what? No one can even brag about or can actually depend on their savings for sustenance in this trying time. No one. Alright, no one. Now, if you have savings, and you are not earning, you know, overtime, you will exhaust your savings. So don't blame yourself. Let's say that maybe what you have kept in reserve, you know, is your post is already getting dry. Don't blame yourself. If you are losing your job, don't blame yourself. If your, your business, you know, is threatened, don't blame yourself. And please also try not to blame others. All right, because I know that when we are faced with challenges, if we exonerate ourselves, the next thing is we want to point accusing fingers at those closest to us. Like my boss. Oh, my boss is wicked. My boss. My boss is not paying me. My boss. Listen to me, it's not easy. Maybe try and put yourself in the shoe of your boss. Imagine your boss is not earning and there is no savings in the company account. The person may not be able to pay. So don't blame yourself. Don't blame the boss. It's a trying time for us all. It's a trying time for government, for president, for governors. It is really a trying time. Okay? So let us quit the blame game because it will drain us of strength. It will drain us. We're not going to blame anybody. All right. We're just going to rely on On the Lord Almighty, I have this assurance in my heart that if you put your trust in the Almighty God, okay, if you put your trust in Him, you may lose some things now, all right, in the midst of this crisis. But the God of Heaven, He will bring about sevenfold restoration in due time. Bible guarantees that there is a due time. You may lose some things right now, but there is going to be restoration in sevenfold. So right now, please relax, okay? Let us be strong and navigate through this storm with joy in our heart, with hope in our heart. It is possible you are not able to eat the kind of stuff you want to eat. It is not common to you. I'm telling you. There are millions around the world right now who have gone back to eating the food. They have said they will never eat again. Of course, that's part of life. Maybe you have stopped eating Gary for years. But right now, because of the economic situation, you have gone back to Gary and Granot. My brother, my sister, rejoice. It's part of life. Apostle Paul says, I know how to abound, and I know how to abase. If you are skipping a meal or two in a day, it's part of it. Just be strong in the Lord. So do not see yourself as a loser. Oh, I don't have, oh, I'm such a poor fellow. I'm such an unwise fellow. Oh, if I say, you know, come on, quit that now. This is no time for that all right whatever meat you have if you cook the rice and there is not enough meat come on rejoice just be strong in the lord and in the power of his might good times will come again i tell you life is in season it happens okay good times will come you will eat the nice food again you wear your clothes again all right you will, you will live in the comfort that you desire once again so right now let us be strong. The Lord, he knows how to deliver. Don't blame anybody. I want to plead with married people in particular. Please, don't blame your husband. No. My dear sister, don't blame your husband. Whatever he's able to provide or whatever you can provide. Come on, enjoy it. This is no time to be pointing, accusing fingers and be finding fault with one another. Be No, this is not a time for it let's bond. If it is Gary you have, together, eat it. Be thankful. Be happy. If there is no light, or if your DSTV subscription has expired and you don't have money to renew it, carry card and play. If it is Ludo, play. Just be strong. Hallelujah. Don't let nothing steal your joy don't let nothing steal your joy that devil is a loser we are coming out strong we are coming out strong because the joy of the Lord is our strength, hallelujah I, I want to close now, let me share with you 2nd Corinthians chapter number 1 verse 2nd Corinthians chapter number 1 verse 4 be strong my sister be strong my brother be strong. Please open with me. Second Corinthians, chapter number one, verse four. He says, "Who comfort us in all our tribulation?" He comforts us in all our tribulation. That we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. See, God is a comforter, all right. He says he comforts us in all our tribulation. See, God is a deliverer, all right? He delivers, or you see, sometimes his deliverance does not come when we want it. All right? Doesn't come when we want it. But it's sure to deliver us. So this is what God does. Sometimes we are going through some trials. You have prayed, oh God, get this thing off me. God says, okay, I'll bring it off you. I'll take it off you. But you see, whatever God allows to happen in the world, there is a purpose for it. There is a lesson to be learned. All right? And so sometimes, why the crisis linger, he knows he will deliver you. In the midst of it, he will comfort you. Right? He will give you encouragement so that you can bear and learn some lessons with that trial. So that when you are delivered from the crisis, when you are delivered from the trial, you can comfort others. Okay. Now please get this. This is what I'm trying to let you know. This particular crisis that the world is facing with right now, this is not the first time. I've shared with us before, all right, that about 102 years ago, the world experienced a worse situation than this that claimed about 500 million people. We're told, according to history, that about 50 million Nigerians died and globally about 500 million people. Right now, coronavirus has not claimed 500,000 people in the world. no the number is still below 300,000. Alright? And so, at that time, the world was short in I think about two years or thereabout. Alright? So, it is not new. History is barely repeating itself. Alright? And so, there are things that will happen in the world that God expects us to learn from. Alright? We'll learn from these things and then we have a template for others who will come. Now, if we learn from this crisis now, we can leave information For the next generation. That when you face something like this, this is what to do. And I said this also a few weeks ago. That the world should prepare for a bigger storm. This one is a warning storm. So, if we become wise, if we become wiser through this storm, okay, by the time a bigger storm will come, we will not be taken by surprise. Because from this warning storm, we have learned Alright? We have learned. Some of us now will know what it you know, the need for emergency forms. Alright? We will learn we'll be wiser and then we can put structure in place Should something like this is repeated. We'll know what to do. Governments around the world should learn from this. Alright? And have, you know, solid infrastructure. Put system in place Should something like this is repeated. And so we'll know how to deal with it. So, he's a God of all comfort. He will comfort us in our troubles and so that we can leave a system, leave a template to comfort and to strengthen others. Okay, let me bring this home before I get out of your way this morning. One of the things the Holy Spirit taught me about dealing with discouragement, depression. Every single time I see that I'm human like you. All right? Every single time I see that, some unpleasant things want to get into my mind. I want to get me worried and depressed. You know what I do? I look for people who I think may be going through a similar situation and I reach out to them. All right? By sowing seeds of encouragement to others, I get inspired. Giving is a wonderful principle. Every single time you give, all right, you get a return. That's why Bible says that it is more blessed to give than to receive. So, instead of you to be sucking, all right, in this trying time, instead of you to be sucking and getting depressed, like I said before, there are millions who are going through what you are going through. Millions. Theirs is even worse than yours. So, what do you do? Reach out to them. Comfort others. So, I want to challenge you, all right, this message Look for how to forward it to other people. So seeds of encouragement. When you get a content that inspires you, pass it on. All right? See, the more we pass hope to people, all right, the better the world. Now, imagine when you are lively, your neighbor is lively, your friends are lively. The environment, the world, the atmosphere is charged up with hope. Hallelujah. It's, it's wonderful. All right? So we pass comfort on. He says, as God comforts us in our troubles, we comfort others. We encourage others. And that way, we come out of it. So let me close with this again. That Ephesians chapter number 6, verse 10. The amplified version. Please listen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Take your eyes off yourself. Take your eyes off your challenges and focus on the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Be empowered through your internal union with him. Now listen, please, listen. It is possible that your prayer life has not been the same. Maybe you have not been able to pray like you used to pray. All right, your study life has not been as vibrant as it used to. A young man shattered me up last week, Sunday, after service in the evening, and he said, Pastor, I don't even feel like I'm a Christian anymore. He said, I'm feeling like I'm not a Christian anymore. And I was able to help him. I realized that for some of us, for some Christians, they think that their union with the Lord is dependent on their works. Please, saints, this is no time for you to blame yourself. Maybe you are not praying like you used to pray. You are not studying like you used to study. I'm not saying you should be lazy. But don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourself down. And don't let anybody beat you down. So, what did I do? I told the brother, the fellow, I said, listen, your union with the Lord is not dependent on your prayer or your study life. It's so important we pray, it's so important we study. All right? But your union is not dependent on your works, it's on your faith. in Jesus. And so he's the one sustaining us. We are not the ones sustaining him through prayers and through Bible study. Okay? He's the one sustaining us. So take your eyes off your efforts and focus on your union with the Lord Jesus. Should you pray? Please, it's important you pray. Even if it's a minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever you can do. When Peter was in the storm, while he was drowning in the storm, How many prayer or how long was the prayer of Peter? All prayer, all Peter did was, Lord, save me. And that prayer was what delivered Peter. So if all you can do is, Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord, help me. It's good. It's wonderful. All right? But be empowered through your union with the Lord Jesus. Draw your strength from him. All right? Draw your strength from him. That strength which is boundless might provide. Draw your strength from Jesus. If you have to cry, cry. all right. If you have to cry, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, I can't do it anymore. When you cry, he will sustain you. Bible says we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He was in all ways tempted just like we are. And so we have a high priest who will sustain us. Be strong in the Lord, do not allow the circumstance, the pressure, and the effect of this crisis of the lockdown drain your joy and make you lose your hope. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. Your heart desires. It may linger. I'm not saying to come to pass now. It may linger, but eventually, God will see to it. And everything that your heart so desire will come to pass. Be stronger in the Lord and in the power of his might. Please open your mouth wherever you are and give the Lord Jesus Christ praise. He's your strength now. He's your support system in this world. A support system that will never fail. Say thank you Lord Jesus. You are my support system. A support system that will never fail. A support system that will never fail. I draw my strength from you. I draw hope from you. I draw inspiration from you Jesus. My support system. You will sustain me and my household in this trying time. Oh, Jesus, thank you. You are my strength. You are my strength. Come on, open your mouth and give him praise. Give him praise. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reaches to me. Will you say that? Let be said, the Lord is the strength of my life. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reaches to me. Unfairly love love Stronger than mountains Stronger than mountains Deeper than the oceans Deeper than oceans Reaches to me Reaches to me Say unfairly love The mountain than mountains. deeper than the oceans than ocean. to me reaches to me say this you are my strength you are my strength Jesus in this difficult times, strength like no other Strength like no other. other. Reaches Reaches to me. One more time. Say you are my strength. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Oh gracious Lord You are a comforter You comfort us in all our troubles You comfort us in the midst of the storms of life My precious Jesus I ask that for your sons and daughters For everyone under the sound of my voice Please, by your spirit in their inner man. Revive them. Strengthen them. Sustain them. You can do for us what no government can do for us. Can do for us what no family or friend can do for us. You are a friend who loves at all times and you stick closer than a brother. By your spirit, strengthen us. Give us strength. Strength. Give us strength. The strength to stand. The strength to go through these difficult times. Thank you Lord Jesus. We have victory through you. We have provision through you. We have security through you. We have health through you. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus' gracious name we have prayed. God bless you, Saint. I come your way again. Please continue to rest in the unfailing love of Jesus.